Well, hello, everybody. It's wonderful to have you with us. I pray wherever you are that you know that God is really with you exactly in the place where you are right now. Well, this coming Sunday, we begin Advent. And Advent is the season where we lead up to the coming of Jesus into our lives and into our world at Christmas. It's something that we should prepare for. Well, we've been advertising because so many people have said to us, that they found us in past advents and that it has blessed their life. Well, here's one of the advertisements that you could share with others so they too could come and join us at Advent. And when we've watched this, we will then go on to our daily devotional today. I want to invite you to join me for Advent 2023, where you can expect the unexpected. So often as we get ready for Christmas every year, we can become so busy with all that has to be done that sometimes we don't do the preparation or even think much about what Christmas is about. And yet we hear people say, don't forget to remember the real meaning of Christmas over and over and over again. And even so often in our own lives, there's that thought in the back of our mind that we should think about what it's all about. Christmas is about the coming of Jesus into our world. And just like any event that's important, we need to prepare for it. We prepare for big events in our lives like graduations. We certainly prepare for our wedding, the birth of a baby, and those events and occasions that are important to us. Well, Advent is about preparing ourselves for the coming of Jesus to us individually and to everyone. Sometimes, because we've done Christmas so often, after a few years of life, we can become so familiar with it and we don't expect anything new to happen to us at all. Well, what would happen if God was to say something to you in your heart this Advent, in that place where you are your truest and deepest self? What would happen if God was to turn up to you right where you are in life, right now, and something unexpected was to happen in your life? Well, Advent is a time when we prepare for God to come and to do the unexpected. Well, I'd love to do Advent with you. Starting this Sunday, December the 3rd, and be the beginning of Advent, I'm gonna send you a video, just a short one every day, that you can watch to help you as you prepare for this great event in the year and in your life. You can watch it at any time during the day. You'll be joining countless numbers of people all over the world. So why don't you go right now and register and I'll send you every day through Advent a short video that will bless you, that will encourage you and cause you to go deeper into what Christmas and Advent is all about. Register now, right now. I look forward to doing Advent with you. Well, why don't you take that link and share it with someone else. Send that to someone else and please God, they will join us and be blessed by it. Well, we've been in this series called Praying Deeply. And this series comes to an end today. Tomorrow, Rosemary will lead us in a time of prayer, praying for our needs. And I pray that you'd be blessed when we pray tomorrow. But praying deeply, we could speak on it for just for, for such a long time. There's so much to say. I thought today a way to conclude would be to have a look at Psalm 63. This was written by King David. Uh, David, the man that God would say, this is a man after my own heart, a very human man, a man that at times failed deeply, and yet God was so deeply in love with him. And Jesus would even say of David that he is my father, as in, in I, I come from the line of David. When we read this psalm, 
David almost prays this prayer to God and makes a number of statements. And there's six particular statements he makes. And I want to look at each of those statements very, very quickly. It says in Psalm 63, verse 1, O God, you are my God. I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh pants for you as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So I have looked upon you in the sanctuary, beholding your glory, your power and glory. What David starts by saying as he prays this prayer of, for, of, for the comfort and assurance of God's presence, what he does is he starts by his desire towards God. What does he say? Oh God, you are my God. I seek for you. My soul thirsts for you. So he starts by saying, I desire you. And in our prayer, that's often a very good place to start. And then in verses 3 and 4, he speaks of his esteem for God, his respect for God. Verse 3, because your steadfast love is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and will call on your name. He basically expresses his respect, his esteem, his worship for God. And then in verse 5, he, he uh, he speaks of his satisfaction in God. In verse 5, My soul is satisfied as with a rich feast, and my mouth praises you with joyful lips. So have a look at these. What he's done so far is he started by expressing his desire towards God. Number two, he expresses his esteem of God. And then number three, his satisfaction in God. Well, in verse 6, he talks about his secret communion, his secret time with God. And it says, When I think of you on my bed and meditate on you in the watches of the night. In other words, when I'm alone and I'm thinking of you and I'm, I'm communing with you, I'm having relationship with you. What happens verse, in verse 7 and 8? He expresses his joyful dependence upon God in verses 7 and 8. For you have been my help. And in the shadows of your wings, I sing for joy. My soul clings to you, your right hand uh, upholds me. My soul clings to you, your right hand upholds me. In other words, he's saying, I'm dependent on you for life, for sustenance and for everything. And he then, he then in verses 9 to 11, three verses, he speaks about his holy triumph in God, that his enemies will not overcome him and that his safety is assured. But those who seek to destroy my life shall go down into the depths of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword. They shall pray for jackals, but the king shall rejoice in God, who will swear by him shall exult for the mouths of liars will be stopped. In other words, what he's saying is I'm safe in God. I'm assured of God's blessing and I know that I will be triumphant. Now, in just a few minutes, it's very hard to give justice in a sense to, to this passage. But if you go and look at these six points that are on the screen, his, his, his desire towards God, his esteem of God, his satisfaction in God, his secret communion with God, his joyful dependence upon God, and his holy triumph in God over his enemies and in the an assurance of his own safety. As you look at those and meditate them, it gives us a model as to how we can pray 
more deeply. And I want to encourage you, as we've done very quickly, look at those six and then read the psalm. And as you read the psalm, it will take you, it gives you even a model as to how to pray more deeply. Loving Father, we thank you for this series on praying deeply. There's so much to say. And we will come back again and again to learn about praying more deeply and to learn about encountering you, Lord, in our lives. Bless us today. Lord, I pray that you would put on our hearts people that we can send this link to so that they could come and do Advent with us. May it be a time of blessing. Bless tomorrow as we pray for our needs. And Father, we ask this in the name of Jesus through the power of your Holy Spirit. Amen. Hey, thanks for doing this series with me. I look forward to Advent. It's going to be fantastic. Make sure you get ready and tell everybody that it starts Sunday. Hey, God bless you. Look forward to seeing you next time. And don't forget wherever you are, God is never ever far from you.